What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer and John Kegley on today's show as well to break down Justin Herbert's first start. But first, thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of the 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they will join another league, the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. We are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog. We've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly. And now this is our third season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Well, guys, I mean, I would be lying to you if I said this wasn't one of the most surprising football days I've had in a while. And of course, the Chargers ended up losing their game on Sunday to the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime, 23-20 to on a 58-yard field goal by the Kansas City Chiefs. But Justin Herbert surprisingly started this game for the Chargers and he looked pretty damn good. There was a different energy around the Chargers. And for some reason, it just felt like the Chargers had more of a chance with Justin Herbert. He brought some life to the Chargers on Sunday. And today we're going to be breaking down all of his biggest plays and some of his worst plays and some of the rookie mistakes that he had as well. And just how close the Chargers were were from taking down the reigning champ. So before we get into that, we're just going to start with The fact that Justin Herbert started because Tyrod Taylor had chest pains and how Anthony Lynn found out right before the coin toss that he was not going to have his starting quarterback and Justin Herbert maybe not believing him. And also Anthony Lynn saying that Tyrod Taylor, if 100%, is his starting quarterback. So let's go ahead and get into it. Los Angeles Chargers rookie quarterback Justin Herbert impressed on Sunday during a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, but he may not have won the starting job just yet. This is Daniel Wade, joined by David Drogmeyer with your Locked On Chargers lead story. The Chargers played an absolutely crazy game on Sunday that ended up going into overtime, and they ended up losing on a 58-yard Harrison Butker field goal after the Chargers stalled out on their first overtime possession. The Chiefs were able to win it in walk-off fashion, but that was the second biggest news of the day because the biggest was that Tyrod Taylor, the Chargers' starting quarterback in Week 1, right before the game kicked off, had chest pains and ended up having to be taken to the hospital, leaving first-round, sixth-overall pick Justin Herbert in his place to pick up the reins. And Justin Herbert, David, brought a ton of excitement to this Chargers team, and he almost actually brought them to a win in his first-ever start. The whole thing was pretty surreal. It definitely was, and I'm sure Justin Herbert, uh, a guy who was a sixth-overall pick, was not expecting to start in this football game, was not expecting to start anytime soon. But this just goes to show you in this unprecedented year of 2020, you really have to be ready for any opportunity that you get. Justin Herbert gets thrust in there, and it just seems like there's a different tempo to this offense. Justin Herbert did some great things to start. I mean, and one of the first drives he has, he punches it into the end zone for his first rushing touchdown. A little bit later on, he also adds a really nice passing touchdown where he hits Jalen Guyton in the back left corner of the end zone on a flat-footed throw. I mean, just goes to show you some of the special things. See, Justin Herbert was the first quarterback to rush for a touchdown and throw for a touchdown in the first half since Bobby Clatterbuck 
in 19. 19- 54. But of course, whenever you have a rookie quarterback, you take the good with the bad. And of course, there was some bad in there as well. See, Justin Herbert made a really critical mistake when he threw an interception on a play where he could de- could have definitely ran for a first down. And he also took a really bad sack when he could have hit Gabe Neighbors and kept the plays going. But Daniel, anytime you have a rookie quarterback, there are things that are going to happen where you just have to learn from it. But overall, I think you're pretty impressed with what Justin Herbert was able to do in his first NFL start. I was impressed with the Chargers overall. On defense, they were getting after Patrick Mahomes and making his life uncomfortable. But I was impressed with both sides and for the Chargers offense to put up about 500 yards of total offense in Justin Herbert's first start is pretty promising. And it just seemed like an entirely different offense and a different energy from this Chargers team with Justin Herbert out there. And I think a lot of that came from his gutsiness. I mean, he took a pretty big shot early on in that game and bounced right back up and the linebacker he hit had a tough time getting up and he also had the rushing touchdown had a big rushing first down on a couple of plays as well and led this team to a go-ahead field goal late in the game in his first career start so the future looks promising for Justin Herbert but Anthony Lynn did say after the game David that Tyrod Taylor if healthy is still their starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of that is just conjecture, just knowing that his quarterback was in the hospital, didn't have a lot of information on what was going on with him. And, you know, you just don't want to announce anyone's going to be a starting quarterback too quickly. He said, Tyrod is in. He was our starter for a reason, and if he's 100% ready to go, he's our starter. But I know that Justin can pick up the slack if he can't. Listening to Anthony Lynn's press conference, it seemed like he was just doing the political thing, the correct thing by saying that Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter because later on in the press conference towards the end, he said that you know he would go back and ult- ultimately evaluate the tape, see how Justin Herbert did, and then make the decision on who the starting quarterback is going to be. I know after watching this game from Justin Herbert, there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to be expecting or wanting to see Justin Herbert be the starting quarterback of the Chargers going forward, but we all know that Anthony Lynn does have his favorites, and it seems like if Tyrod Taylor is healthy, he is going to be the guy regardless. And we all know that he's the future, and the Chargers were trying to take a patient approach with letting him sit under a veteran in Tyrod Taylor, but if he gives you the best chance to win and that's what you're promising your team, then that's the move that you have to go with. And obviously one game is not a large enough sample size to maybe make that determination. But I can tell you one thing, if Justin Herbert doesn't start next week, there might be riots outside of SoFi Stadium because that's how excited this Chargers fan base was to see Justin Herbert get in there and to see what he did. And of course, you're only seeing such a small sample size and it came with a lot of rookie mistakes. But with many people doubting whether Justin Herbert was even the right pick, I think there's a lot of people second guessing that right now. And I think Chargers fans, even after a loss, come out feeling very good about their future franchise quarterback. But we do have two more segments to get into because we have to get into all of Justin Herbert's plays on the day and everything this Chargers team did to almost get a win and go 2-0 and on the season coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that you can help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. 
Right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. And the next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. All right, guys, well, it's time to break down this crazy game. And normally we would try to just do a very brief game recap going over all of just the biggest plays from the weekend's game and then get into what went right and what went wrong but i have good news for you guys because we're still going to be getting into what went right and what went wrong tomorrow we'll bring john kegley back for that because we know what went wrong doesn't happen without him but there were just so many plays to get to today and there was so much to talk about today because the future of the chargers got to start his first game and didn't really look like a rookie outside of a few different plays. Made a ton of big plays on the day, John. Before we get into it, though, I have to ask you, what were you thinking when you just turned on the TV and there's Justin Herbert rolling out there to take the first snap offensively? Well, at first, after the kickoff, I was like, well, here comes Tyrod to just throw away this game. This is going to be a long day. What is Justin Herbert doing on the field? Is the, Are they doing a wildcat option already? Like, what is going on here? This is kind of weird. And then I'm counting like each play. I'm like, okay, Herbert's still out there. What's going on here? How many times are they going to run this wildcat? And then next thing I know, Tyrod's showing up on the screen going, oh, he's got a chest injury. He's not going to play. And I'm like, oh, my God, Herbert is starting this game. Herbert is going to play this whole game. This is so early. I could not even like concentrate on like what could happen in this game. I was like, okay, is he going to suck? Or is he going to be really good? The Chiefs don't have game plan on him, but he's been set out to be ready yet. Like, what is going to happen? Like, I was kind of like, really optimistic and hopeful that this would be a much better game because you couldn't get worse than what Tyrod did. But I was pretty surprised to see him on the field. And it didn't take long for Charger fans to get excited about their future because what does he do even finding just out before kickoff that he was going to be the first string quarterback in this game. But he takes the Chargers eight plays, 79 yards down the field and punches it in himself on a four-yard touchdown run, just showing you what he's able to do with his legs as well. He also had a nice little lofted pass to Austin Eckler down the sideline that picked up a third down. He had a nice play with Josh Kelly where he didn't try to do too much. Josh Kelly does the rest on a 35-yard catch and run. But, David, after seeing the Chargers wait until the fourth quarter to score a touchdown week one against the Bengals, Justin Herbert gets out there and puts the ball in himself, takes it in his own hands, and gets the first touchdown of his career on the ground. Well, I mean, it was just some electricity, right? I mean, just something you were not expecting. Obviously, nobody was expecting to see Justin Herbert in this game. I mean, I was on record as saying that I didn't think Justin Herbert was going to start a game all year. So when I saw him in this football game, I was astounded. But then you see him go out there on the first drive and just get put the plays together, gets the ball in the playmaker's hands like sharp. I mean, it just seems like there was good tempo, good rhythm. I mean, it just felt different. I mean, it felt different in a good way, but I think you felt really encouraged after watching that. You got to see a little bit of everything that he's capable of doing, running in, showing his toughness, showing how absolutely just physically imposing this guy is. I mean, yeah, he might have a baby face, but he's six foot five or six foot six, 235 pounds. The kid's a load and he proved it on his first NFL touchdown. He did. I mean, he was running physical all day. He took some pretty big shots on the day as well. But let's also commend the Chargers defense for what they were able to do at the beginning of this game. I mean, holding the Chiefs to just 35 yards 
on their first three drives and on 12 plays with zero points. And John, it looked like the Chargers came out with a better defensive game plan for this incident for this Kansas City Chiefs team. And it started with getting pressure, and it's also started with Gus Bradley changing things up a little bit. But they were all over Mahomes early and often. I mean, this defense was getting after him pretty much all day. Yeah, those guys were swarming. They were getting penetration. They were getting off their blocks, getting into the backfield. The pocket was collapsing. And there wasn't a whole bunch of zone defense. There was very little of it. If there was, it was only like a couple of guys who were in zone while the rest were in man, like a cover two man or a cover three man. For the most part, they were putting pressure on Mahomes and saying, okay, if you want to make this completion, you're going to have to throw it in this little bit of window that you have in this man coverage. But for the most part, the way they got in there and got after Mahomes, even the running game didn't have a chance to get started. Like the first running play of the first Chiefs drive was a pretty decent one. But other than after that, they kept shutting it down. Yeah, unless it was Patrick Mahomes running it, which we'll get into. But the Chargers run defense after Kansas City absolutely shredded the Texans with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, he was an afterthought in this game, even after having such a big presence in his first game. But just it was great to see the Chargers being able to do something not many teams could do. But you knew that the Chiefs would find something offensively eventually, and they did. So the Chargers' second drive, they ended up not being able to convert on a third and two. They try to go tempo, run it on short yardage. It gets stuffed. But on the Chargers' third drive, the Chargers were either showing a, a plan in this game that we're going to be so aggressive that we're not going to ever settle for field goals. We're just going to go from touchdowns because even with Justin Herbert out there, David, they felt confident enough putting the ball in his hands on fourth and five. He ends up not being able to get it, and that's something he'll learn from because he had another play. He had Keenan Allen open, probably gets the first down there. But I thought that was saying a lot of the Chargers that they would rather put it in Justin Herbert's hands on fourth and five than to let Michael Badgley attempt a 50-plus yard field goal. The Money Badger is only 104 in his career over 50 yards, so it doesn't really instill a lot of confidence that he's going to be able to go out there and get the job done. But also I think it, it, it does show a lot of confidence in Justin Herbert and just you know the Chargers in general having that instinct or that just say, hey, I mean, we got to go out and win this game. we got to take the chances. We're going up against the Super Bowl champions. We have to do everything in our power to be able to keep the ball and to go try to score points. And I think that was part of the mentality that we saw that, you know, w- that went into to going for it on fourth and five. And I personally loved it. I think, Hey, you're going up against a really, really amazing football team. You got to do everything that you possibly can to go out there and try to win. So I love that mentality. Yeah. And obviously you saw it could have worked and it didn't end up working out, but I think you do like that mentality, but the next drive ends up lit but on the Chiefs' fourth drive, they end up going 10 plays, 73 yards on it, and get a touchdown to make it 7-6 to six because Jerry Tillery showed up and actually got through the middle and blocked an extra point after the Chiefs had a holding on the first attempt, which was good, to make it 7-6. to six. That was nice to see in Jerry Tillery. Let's take a moment to talk about two strong games from him so far. So that was really good to see, but... The Chargers struck again, John. This time, Justin Herbert was able to get his first ever. But the one thing that happened on this drive where the Chiefs ended up getting their touchdown was Patrick Mahomes scrambling for multiple first downs. And that's going to be a theme to this game recap. But the Chargers came back after that. They responded to the score with the Chargers 11-play 71-yard drive. 
and a touchdown. They end up going for it again on fourth down. This time, Josh Kelly converts on fourth and one. Herbert ends up getting a 14-yard touchdown pass to Jalen Guyton, John. And that play was actually really nice. The Chargers didn't seem like they were going to be able to put it in the end zone. They get a penalty that makes it a really, really long goal-to-go situation from like their 20-yard line. And then Justin Herbert ends up having a play where he keeps the safety with his eyes in the middle of the field and then finds Jalen Guyton all alone in the back corner of the end zone, makes an accurate throw, and we're all holding our breath to make sure Jalen Guyton caught it, but he ends up getting his first career passing touchdown. I thought it was a nice play, something the Chargers haven't had a lot of in the red zone. And what a great play call, too. That play had routes that were putting all the Chiefs defenders in bad areas like I've been asking for. The Chiefs safety had to cover two wide receivers, and Herbert, as you mentioned, looked the safety over to the receiver that was more going towards the middle of the field, and that gave Mm -hmm. Guyton just enough room to throw that ball, and it was a nicely thrown ball right over to Guyton. Great play call and a great throw. That was a play that was really needed after the Chiefs scored. You had to maintain momentum on your side, which after the first very first drive for the touchdown, you had all the momentum on your side. You had to maintain it with your own touchdown drive. You go 11 plays to get that touchdown. That is textbook of what this offense needs to be. Long drives, ending in touchdowns, just textbook. And it's what the defense needs as well. And it helped because on the next drive, the Kansas City Chiefs were forced to punt, gave the Chargers the ball back with just about, you know, 45 seconds, 30 seconds left in the half. And it ends up with what I thought was going to be a Justin Herbert, Hail Mary. It ends up being a very long hook and ladder play that ends up with, you know, Austin Eckler having to dive on it on the ground. That was kind of a scary moment. You don't want to scoop and score on that situation. But I like the innovation to try something else besides a Hail Mary there. Go a little bit more creative. And, you know, you put the hands of the ball in the hands of Austin Eckler on the open field, and everything could happen. You could add, you know, Travis Kelsey, who was out there trying to chase him like Gronk, trying to chase down Kenyon Drake on that miracle in Miami, you know. So crazier things have happened. But very exciting first half for Justin Herbert, and the Chargers ended up going into the half with a 14-6 to lead over the defending Super Bowl champs. And they definitely would not have been able to do that without the, the defense because the, because the Chargers defense actually held the Chiefs to six points, which is the lowest point total in the Patrick Mahomes era in the first half. Yeah, the Chargers defense did a great job, and they had some really let down moments in the second half, but I thought that they played pretty well all day. But we'll get into the second half and overtime coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet, and I'm talking about Built Bars. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they have 18 amazing flavors to choose from, like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, or carrot cake. And the best part about them is they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy, and you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Right now, we have a special offer with Built Bar for our listeners. If you guys go right now, you can get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. So the second half started just like the first half for the Chargers defensively. The Kansas City Chiefs ended up elect- ended up receiving the second half kickoff, but the Chargers ended up forcing the punt with no points. And then the Chargers on their first drive end up going 12 plays, 57 yards, and end up getting a field goal. Obviously, you'd like to see a touchdown. And 
Chargers failed in that aspect a couple of times in the second half, but they made the score 17 to six. And there was a couple of big plays for Justin Herbert, one bad and one good on that drive because first John, he ends up taking the first sack of his career, a 14 yard sack. And he'll learn later on that he has to dump that ball off or at least throw an incomplete pass, throw it into the ground next to your fullback, Gabe neighbors, who was in the flat. Gabe neighbors got totally blown up on that play too, but that's neither here nor there, but they've won that Really inspired me, John. Obviously, you want a touchdown, but on that drive was something that really made me feel good about Justin Herbert as a quarterback because on third and 10 after that sack, he ended up getting a nice little completion to Hunter Henry just to make it third and 10 instead of third and 24. He ends up sticking in the pocket. There's a free defender. He ends up taking a huge shot and still ends up throwing an absolute laser beam in between two defenders 25 yards down the field and picked up a first down to Keenan Allen. I mean, what a play by the rookie right there, John. And that's some of the excitement that he brings that you're just never going to see from a guy like Tyrod Taylor. And those are the kind of plays you're going to need if you want to win games. And that's kind of the thing I was talking about when I said Tyrod's going to come blow this game was I never thought Tyrod would take a shot that was needed. When you play a Super Bowl caliber team, you got to take your shots. You got to take your chances. If you have a small window open like that Keenan Allen one, you have to take it. You got to throw it whether your guy can get it or no one gets it. And Herbert made an absolute dime on that throw. And you're right. When it was third and when it was second and 24 and he made that completion to Hunter Henry, that's a great play to make. You don't yeah. have to go for all of it. You don't have to go for a huge game. You just have to get some of it back to give yourself a decent chance on third totally. down. If it was, if it's an eight to ten yard gain, cool. That's easier to get than third and twenty four, third and fourteen, third and eight, whatever you can get. Make it easier. That is a great play to do. Whereas someone like Patrick Mahomes tried to go for all the, the yards on one play, even though the next play he ends up getting it, but. <laughs> He tried to go for all the yards on one play and didn't get it, and it almost cost him it, which yep. with Herbert, you see the a little bit of maturity there, like as if he was already a veteran. That's money play right there. So the, the more you see plays like this, the less you have to worry about, because that's one less thing he has to work on now. Totally, and there's plenty that he'll have to work on. A couple missed throws, especially early on. You could tell he was amped up, and he had a couple of easy plays that would have gone for first downs that he ended up having missed throws on, but... There was a lot of really, really good throws in this game, too. And the Chiefs would cut it to a one-score game on their second drive of the second half. They end up getting a 58-yard field goal from from Harrison Butker. I know that's, that's the first of the 58-yard field goals. And one of the cool things that happened on that drive was that Joey Bosa ended up getting his first sack against Patrick Mahomes in the four games that he played against them going into it. Now he finally gets his first one. That was a little bit surprising, but... It was nice to see after all this time, David, the highest paid defensive player in the game sacking the highest paid offensive player in the game. Yes, it was. It was definitely a long time coming, especially with Joey Bosa dealing with a little bit of a tricep issue. Um, you know, he was still bringing the pressure. And the Chargers defensive line as a whole, I think, did a great job. Of, I mean, they didn't get a lot of sacks. They only got one sack on the day, but I definitely believe they got a ton of pressures in this football game so they should be proud about the performance and yeah it's always good to see joey uh do his signature with melvin ingram celebrating after a big huge sack absolutely and it was one of the few times they were able to actually corral patrick Mahomes. so i think that's what made it even more exciting and it just 
I mean, they had a chance to get a touchdown on that drive. All of those chances of a touchdown pretty much went away after Joey Bosa got that sack. They had to settle for a 58-yard field goal, and you'll take that on most drives, right? I mean, you'll take just field goals in general most of the time against the Kansas City Chiefs offense, but that also has to come with you also scoring touchdowns. And John, Justin Herbert was going for the kill shot on his next drive, which was a nice drive. Hunter Henry had a nice 22-yard catch and run. We got to see Joe Reed get his first attempt in the rushing game on offense. Takes a jet sweep for eight yards. Looked pretty good on that. But then came the biggest rookie mistake of the day because Justin Herbert wanted a kill shot, and really all he needed to take was the easy play. It was second and two from the 39-yard line. He ends up running, rolling to his left. And this is something you were talking about, Justin Joe Burrow, last week. Make him roll to his left and throw across his body. Justin Herbert had a chance to walk for a first down and and much more probably. He probably gets at least 5 to 10 yards on that play. You live to fight another day. Instead, John, he goes for the home run. He underthrows it to Keenan Allen, who might have had a step, but it doesn't matter in that situation. And that was the biggest rookie learning experience of the day because that's what costs you games in the NFL. It just simply can't happen, and I wouldn't be surprised if he never does something like that again, specifically like that rolling and throwing deep across his body with an easy first down in front of him. And it did cost him the game, basically, because if he just runs that ball and picks up the first down, you're still driving, you get another field goal, and now you're pushing the Chiefs to do even more as the game goes on. But instead, it turns into the Chiefs tying the game. That play was so stupid you're literally looking right at the first down marker you're so close that you can really just look down and breathe on it and instead of just picking it up and running out of bounds you're trying to make a bigger play by throwing it into coverage now if, if you saw a guy with no one around him and took the shot that's understandable but if there's even a slight bit of coverage around the guy take the easy first down you live to fight another day three more downs to, to play with I don't know why he felt he had to make a bigger play than what was needed and what was so easy to get, but you're right. It is definitely a rookie learning moment, and he needs to make sure he really learns from this because if he makes plays like that, he's going to start getting a lot of people saying this looks a lot like what Rivers used to do, which is exactly what Rivers used to do, try to force plays when you could have had an easier play to make it somewhere else on the field like running for the first down. And to his credit, I mean, that was really the only time you felt like he was trying to do way too much. And even really the only time he put the ball in harm's way for the most part. I mean, he was pretty good making pretty good decisions the entire game. And I think for a rookie, I don't think there's anything that will make you learn more than a moment like that. I think that's a huge moment in Justin Herbert's career, just having a game defined by something that he did wrong like that. And I thought he had a nice balance back drive that I'll get into. But when you make a mistake like that and you pay the ultimate price with an interception, taking points off the board, I mean, there's no nothing that says the Chiefs aren't just going to go down their next drive and, and get a touchdown anyways. But that still points off of turnovers. He ended up paying the price. And I can understand, you know, he wanted to go for the kill shot. You know what I mean? He wanted to put the foot on the throat. It wasn't the time. It wasn't a smart play. And I would really be surprised if he doesn't learn from that moment and make a better decision going forward because we know he's not afraid to run the ball. But, you know, you got to just take what they give you and just, 
he had a few different running first downs on the day, a running touchdown, a couple more, but that was the biggest rookie mistake of the day. But let's get into what happened next, and this is where it kind of started falling apart because the Chargers finally gave up a big defensive play, something they really hadn't done for the most part all season long, and it ends up being a 54-yard touchdown from Patrick Mahomes with pressure in his face, jumping as he threw it, ends up putting it over the back of the Chargers defense for a touchdown. And there's certain plays like that. I mean, Tyreek Hill is so freaky. His speed is so gnarly that, like, he's going to get behind you every once in a while. I took a ridiculous throw. It was a very good catch as well. And it was just tough to watch you just give that back, especially after the turnover and the Chiefs end up tying the game. But this was another big moment for Justin Herbert, David, because the Chargers ended up going on a ridiculous drive after that. They were tied. They wanted to run out the clock and finish this game. And for the most part, they had a chance to do it with a crazy 17-play, 82-yard drive. And Justin Herbert ended up having two scrambles on the drive for first downs to move the chains when they needed it. They end up only getting a field goal because there was a couple of bad play calls, I would say, down near the goal line, a couple of just straight runs with Joshua Kelly basically doing the same thing with the same result, no gain, and then a broken play for the Chargers on third down, which made them have to settle for a field goal. But Justin Herbert led a drive down the field against the reigning Super Bowl champions and took got a go-ahead field goal. I mean, in a vacuum, that's a nice play, obviously, against this Kansas City Chiefs team, though. You're never going to feel good about three points. Never. Definitely can't feel good about three points, but you can feel great about that drive because that is the longest drive the Chargers have had in four years. Yes, you heard me correctly. That is the longest drive in four years, and that's by your sixth overall pick rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert, in the moment in the game where there's not much time left. You hate that you finished it with with three points and not a touchdown, but those type of drives right there, Daniel, cannot help but make you feel so encouraged for the future. Yeah, so the longest drive in Chargers history is from 1991 against the Chiefs where they got a 18-play, 80-yard drive and took 11.52 off the clock. Well, that's the thing about running out the clock. It only really works if you're going to get a touchdown at the end of it because it would have been a really tough task for the Chiefs to go score a touchdown at the end of that game. I mean, they ended up getting a field goal and almost did more with it than that. But if you get a touchdown right there, you feel pretty good about your chances. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes had more than enough time to tie the game anyways. But that was a big-time moment in the game where the Chargers had a chance to potentially put it away. They end up only being up by three points after that. And, of course, the Chiefs go down the field and end up getting a huge play. Once again, the scramble absolutely kills the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes on third and 20 ends up scrambling for 22 yards. Just absolutely brutal. It would have been a ridiculous field goal at that point if the Chargers could have got a stop there. You at least want to make him attempt a longer field goal and definitely don't give up a first down on that play because the Chargers still would have had some time on the clock as well and it would have been fourth down. I mean, that one, absolutely brutal. And the Chargers got diced up all day by Mahomes' legs. I mean, I think he was more effective with his legs than he was with his arm for a lot of points there. But the Chiefs end up tying the game. It goes to overtime. The Chargers have a very big decision to make early on in overtime because they have their first third down 
Justin Herbert throws a little comeback route to, from, to Mike Williams, who doesn't run a deep enough route. He ends up about a yard short of the first down, and they have a choice to either try to go for it on their way deep in their own side of the field. If they don't get it, they're absolutely going to lose with a field goal. But if you give it back to the Chiefs offense with them only needing a field goal, you don't feel great about that either. They end up punting on the play, and Patrick Mahomes ends up coming down, ends up scrambling on another third down to get a first down deep on their side of the field, and they would have had to punt, could have got the ball back. And also on that drive, they end up having a fourth and one situation where the Chargers actually stacked him up pretty good on fourth and one. He, the running back was just able to get a first down. If the Chargers get a stop there, they have another chance to win it. So even though Justin Herbert's mistake led to points that ended up giving, you know, getting the Chiefs back in the game, Chargers still had plenty of chances to win it, especially even on this drive. They still end up holding Kansas City to attempting a 58-yard field goal, which is the Chiefs franchise high that had been made earlier in the game by Harrison Bucker. He ends up making one. Anthony Lynn ends up icing the kicker, and then he comes back out and makes another 58-yard field goal, and the Chargers ended up losing. But this game was so crazy. Justin Herbert gets his first start, and we don't know what's going to happen next week. And we'll talk more about just the specific things from this game that went right and went wrong tomorrow. But what a crazy game. And for a loss, it was a loss that... You come out of it a little bit hopeful, right? I mean, you come out of it feeling pretty good about what the Chargers were able to do, competing in a game they never should have been in. Obviously, it ends in the worst possible scenario. The other team gets a walk-off win, but a lot to be excited about with Justin Herbert, with the Chargers, and for a game that he was never even supposed to start, I think that Justin Herbert gave this gave this team the best chance to win today, and I think for this season, development be damned, I think the best way to get developed if you're able to go out there and be mentally strong is to get out and get reps in the games that matter. And Justin Herbert got some very valuable reps on Sunday. And we'll be talking about him more tomorrow, but that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Thanks for coming in and checking out the Locked On Chargers podcast, especially to talk about such an exciting day from Chargers rookie phenom Justin Herbert in his first ever start. But until tomorrow, guys, Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page Locked On Chargers, as well as subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. If you guys want to give us your game reactions, I'm planning on doing a voicemail show probably on Wednesday right now. So if you guys want to get your voices there, the number is 323-524-7924 on the Locked On Chargers voicemail line. We try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow to talk more about what the Chargers did right and wrong in this game and Justin Herbert's first ever start. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.